0: I have to go upstairs to get Aunt Martha's curtains. Take good care of the baby, Carl.
1: Welcome to A Thousand and One Good Nights, a new podcast about the stories behind bedtime stories. Turn the pages with two new dads, one a psychologist and one a book editor, as they try to understand the nighttime ritual of their foreseeable future. So, Nick, uh,
0: let's have some Carl talk. <laughs> what, thoughts? <laughs> Carl talk with Nick and Ben. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> thoughts, yes, I have thoughts. I, I definitely have some thoughts on the Carl books, um, which I think are, are pretty well known um, out there, so maybe we don't have to, to review. Um, Carl's this lovable Rottweiler dog, and there's various Carl books, um, and they all basically involve the theme of a mom and her child, sometimes an infant, sometimes sort of a toddler, a, a, a mom leaves her child in the care of their lovable Rottweiler dog, Carl. And the, the books, the stories are kind of the adventures that the Carl and the kid get into um, until mom finally decides to show up again at the end of the book uh, right i mean I, that's
1: that's that's right on point. i mean I, I can read you the blurb from the carl website like the synopsis Please so it, it just, so <laughs> carl is every child's favorite rottweiler the dog with the dexterity and responsibility of an adult <laughs> carl takes care of the baby madeline when her mother is away lunch is bread and butter on the floor followed by a quick hop in the tub a speedy blow dry and back into the crib just in time for mom's reappearance so right it's <laughs> the same you know the same uh Narrative arc for each one. So what, what, what do you think about that? Just, just the,
0: the story as a, as a bedtime reader and as a parent. So I think the first Carl, I mean, we had these when I was a kid, um, but I don't, I don't really remember them that well. But when I first, the first Carl book I had that I started reading to my kids was Carl Goes Shopping. Um, and I, <laughs> so the first page is this, the, the intro to the first page is a mom with a, a little baby carriage and the Rottweiler. At the bottom of like a department store, and you can kind of see the escalator in the background, and the mom says, "I have to go upstairs to get Aunt Martha's curtains. Take good care of the baby, Carl." Right. <laughs> I remember thinking, like, you know, the like WTF <laughs> little cloud went above my head, thinking, "What?"
1: <laughs> as a as a kid, when, when you when you read that, you, no, you had, at, you had at, that, no, or... as an
0: adult, I I don't yep. really even remember the books. As I remember, they were a thing, but I don't really remember the stories in particular. Um, but yeah, like what a weird way to start of a book. But you know, like, mom's putting Aunt Martha's curtains um, uh, uh, higher up on the priority list than uh, than her baby safety, apparently. Okay, uh, but,
1: but but one one rebuttal of that is that think about some of the other books we've done, like Cat in the Hat, where <laughs> the ch- you don't even see the mother, and you never fully see the mother. You just see her, her like her legs, like at, at the very end, and she has left her children all alone and with a fish, and who is trapped in the fishbowl. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll be a, a, a talking, like, pretty prudent fish, <laughs> but, <laughs> but still, like, sure. I mean, in, in, in a lot, in terms of most of most of the, the books that we, a lot of the books that we've done from uh, Cat in the Hat to Where the Wild Things Are, there's a lot of unsupervised children, and where, the, where, where the, I mean, at least we even we see the mom in this one, and she she has some kind of plan, even if it's
0: like appointing the dog as a babysitter. <laughs> Right. So, and that's pretty. I mean, think of most fairy tales. I mean, think of uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Right? Mom sends <laughs> Little Red Riding Hood out through the woods, the wolf-infested woods, to deliver something to Grandma. She's some like five-year-old kid is like walking through the, <laughs> right? So the, obviously that that um, that happens a lot in different children's books. One of the things that's jarring about Carl, I think, is that it's fairly realistic. Oh yeah. Like you know, so it's 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 not it's not like a wackadoodle Dr. Seuss book it's not a fairy tale it's everything in like carl goes shopping it's a shopping mall like it's a department right, yeah, there, there, store yeah there's there's teenage mutant ninja
1: turtles so it's very much the <laughs> textures of everyday life and the the like the quality i think it's like egg tempera like is, is the what was used so it's it's very
0: lifelike in terms of like it's not sketches or kind of a, a, a fanciful palette no and it's even kind of um impressionistic so it's got this very like adult feel to it in some ways too it's it's not like uh, i feel like a lot of kids books especially these days are are drawn illustrated to look like they were illustrated by kids you know right (laughs) um but so there's something jarring about the realism of it with the 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 narrative that you rightly point out which is common which is kids being alone and unsupervised
1: or um, or or just like how much we trust animals in kids' books? I mean, you love the Library Lion book, and that's about allowing a, a lion into the reading circle at the library, which right. seems like, really like has the makings of a, of a disaster. So,
0: this one's also really explicit, though. About the, it's not like a lion. A, a dog just wanders into the house and starts taking care of the baby. This is the mom deliberately is using the dog as a babysitter. Right. right. <laughs> um, to, to, so to be fair,
1: Carl does a great job. <laughs> like, oh, I, 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 mean... I, I, I feel like I'm, that's those are some great activities, Carl. Like I should I should, I should take some notes.
0: <laughs> well, they certainly have a lot of fun, right? In, in, right? Aside from destroying the the pet store at the you know <laughs> opening all the cages and letting the pets go out everywhere. Um, but yeah, so I I think that's a little you know it's a kids' book, so of course fanciful things are going to happen. But it, the fact that it's framed or or kind of set up as being more realistic um and adulty is i would say highlights that contrast a little bit more
1: yeah i think i think that's fair um do you like do do you feel like that the 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 like when an adult reads this do you imagine like the adult is thinking man i bet that the mother is having such a good time, going off <laughs> and picking, like Aunt Martha's curtains. Like, I, can you can you place yourself as the adult in that in that situation, <laughs> or like what, you, like? Like what? Just forget about like what's happening with Carl. Think about like what the adults doing. Like, is, isn't there isn't there a little bit of like wh- well, we've talked about this before? What you just like wish fulfillment
0: or or, or something, <laughs> right. something like that. Yeah, so that's the way that that's one. Um, if you're going to try and make sense of this, it's <laughs> it's both the parents and kids get their their deepest wishes fulfilled, which is mom finally gets forty five minutes away from um, a very demanding toddler, and the toddler finds the, finally gets to be free from the. You know, oppression of of parent, mid eighties parenting, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, well, so
1: so two things about that. One is uh, how so what's the again the, like the, the the cargo shopping. How old is the kid? Like a toddler? Because one thing is about the other the protagonist and the cat in the hat and and where the wild things are. The the kids are a little bit older, so there's they have you know, they can talk and they've got some degree of self sufficiency. No, I don't.
0: I don't think Madeline, in, in cargo shopping the kid isn't even toddling yet. Like right they can't move on their own right? right so that
1: so that's almost a different that's a that's a different thing there's there's not the degree of autonomy I and mean, there's a difference between leaving i mean just as a parent like sort of the the most terrifying age in some ways is when the baby can just begin to crawl and put things their in their own. mouth right yeah <laughs> and so and 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 that's sometimes how i think about uh, these books from my own perspective is like so cordelia right now is at the age where she can like really rapidly crawl and she's just interested in like spotting small pieces of debris mm. 15 feet away and just shooting off <laughs> like, to, to grab them and try to like ram a nickel down her as like, quickly as she can. And so it, to, to me, like it, sometimes it seems like she can do 45 minutes worth of like unsupervised play in like three seconds worth of time where it's right. like, Oh, I, I just turned around, to like, like you know, put my shoe on, and then all of a sudden, Cordelia is like in the toilet with a chainsaw. <laughs> like, how did that? How did, how did that happen? And so, like, this seems like like a maybe not the, the fantasy, but the nightmare, which is like, oh, I, I just, uh, I, I just like looked over to to, to at, at a curtain fabric, and then all of a sudden, my kid was in the fish tank at the pet store, like, <laughs> three,
0: like three, three rows down. Okay, so the optimistic case is the mom was only expecting to be gone for, uh, you know, it just it was. I don't know, five minutes, and everything right. we see in the book is, happens super fast. Right. I will point you, though, to uh, 1991's Carl's Afternoon in the Park, okay. where <laughs> the first tableau is um, mom and baby and Carl meet some other woman, and the okay. first line is, what a surprise to see you here, Sarah. Let's go have some tea. Fine. Carl, you can take care of the baby and the puppy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's so fair enough. Um,
1: so I think, and
0: honestly, maybe I, I don't I don't dislike Carl like I dislike Pat the Bunny, the, my other kind of ranty book from a couple seasons ago. Um, it, but and I actually think, in a way, this this like uh, contrast makes it more interesting for for parents. Like it's kind of humorous, right? That it's got this. The the kids like my kids, my girls when they read this they're just it's fun like it's fun to see a little kid like messing around with a with a dog like doing sorts of all like vaguely kind of naughty things that they wouldn't normally get to do um, but it, I think it also makes it more interesting for a parent right that it's this right. there's this contrast in there this kind of tension um, so I, right well I mean
1: <laughs> I mean so you speak of Carl's Afternoon in the park but the Kirkus uh, review of Carl's after in the park like ends with. Uh, The dogs are as charmingly true to life as ever, while the fantasy will beguile beguile fans and worry a few literal-minded caregivers.
0: (laughs) I guess maybe I'm just a little literal. literal (laughs) No, but this goes back to a broader theme we've talked about with um, children's books is it's a way for – certainly for kids, but arguably for parents too, to in a safe way to explore – more kind of uh unsafe ideas like like as as a kid there's probably this tension of i like the comfort and security that my parents offer but i also want to explore and be my own person and so getting to like live in the story of something like that happening to a fairly extreme degree is a psychologically safe way for a kid to get to um to get a little bit more comfortable with that
1: yeah and to, to be fair, it's not. I mean, there are. Uh, Carl establishes boundaries. I mean, the one, when when they when they make the mess of the lunch, Carl washes the kid and, and dries them. Mm-hmm. So, like, so I mean, Carl's, <laughs> it's not just like get yeah, you can do whatever you want. It's like no, if you're gonna get dirty, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to clean you up.
0: <laughs> so so. <laughs> yeah, and it, it all it all ends well. Um, right. To be fair, uh, the, another interesting one is uh, Carl's birthday. Do you guys have this one? No, I don't. This think was we have... f- I think this might have been the first. No, this may be the second one we had. Um, but this one's interesting because uh, the mom goes to a neighbor and and asks if Madeline and Carl can take a nap at her house. So she doesn't leave Madeline with Carl. Oh, she leaves him with the neighbor. But then Madeline and Carl both wake up and decide to go back over to the house and cause mischief while mom is getting ready for the party. Um, for uh, Unbeknownst to Carl and Madeline, for Carl's birthday party surprise. Oh, it's... I love that it's for Carl and not even, not even for Madeline. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. There's some uh, it's not it's not exactly the same formula um, book after book after book. But I think it's also so. In addition to it being a a way for kids to explore their own budding autonomy, maybe it's a way for <laughs> parents to kind of think through um, the idea of boundaries on their kids and like how much control should and do they have over their kids and how much should they let them kind of free range on their own.
1: What a surprise to see you here, Sarah. Let's go and have some tea. Fine, Carl can take care of the baby and the puppy. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting because think about the, the the timeline of this. So this, I think, the first Carl book came out in 1985, which actually kind of tracks with us. That's about when we were the right. <laughs> Matt ma- Madeline's age, right. um, and but that's a kind of a transitional period. I mean, I, I feel like maybe it's a little bit overblown, but ma- surely you've seen all those uh, like comparisons that that people will run from like requirements to enter the the first grade now versus in the 1970s. Oh. So like w- w- one of which is like child must be able to. Walk four to six blocks or something unaccompanied, <laughs> right. and that was a, that was a requirement. And now it's like you, you now get you get CPS where, called off. That's right. <laughs> but you say where's you say where's your adult? I'm calling the police. Like you know, it's like it's a whole discourse about you know free free range kids. <laughs> and Carl happens sort of in the in the midst of that transition. I feel like we're where people are becoming kind of more hyper aware or, or uh, uh, about. Well, no once again, like. I think it makes a big difference that Carl is a baby and, and not like a like a 10-year-old like a or not Carl. Madeline's a baby and not like a 10-year-old right. or a, or, a, or even a first grader. So, um I think at, at any at any society if if you saw a baby um just left alone in a just left alone in a shopping cart or or a or a, a, a baby buggy with a with a Rottweiler next to you, you might be a little
0: oh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, 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 and again, I think that's, that's why I think it's sort of interesting that it, it could, um, stimulate, uh, thoughts and discussion on that, on that topic of, um, yeah, obviously you're not going to leave your kid, uh, with a Rottweiler for 45 minutes while you go shopping for Aunt Martha. Um, I hope, (laughs) but maybe you could be a little bit more, um, you know, maybe our, maybe we've swung a little too far, uh, Onto the other side of the the pendulum. Well, I'm
1: not I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just saying that this kind of occurs in no the middle. Oh, come on, that, Ben. Go <laughs> on the record here. <laughs> I'm not I'm not looking <laughs> to have CPS called hold on me for advocating like Rottweiler based uh, like, like parenting. But but uh, well, let me let me ask you this though. Have you did you ha- did you, you I think I've asked you this before. Did you have a dog growing up like a, a family dog when you were when you were young?
0: Um, we did for most of my early childhood. Yeah. We had a, um, a, what was,
1: what was your, what was your relationship with the dog? Were, were you, you had siblings too. Like I, and I had siblings, but they were much older. So for a long time, the dog was sort of like the additional family member, mm. you know, confidant person that I just always hung out and did stuff with around the house. Once again, maybe a little bit older, you know, we got the dog when I was I think six. So not as a, as a baby, but, Definitely, when I uh, read this book, it was less about, oh, here's an ubers- un- unsupervised child. It's more like, what a great friendship that that Carl and Madeline have. Ooh. Like, I mean, the interest that they go on. And I think, I mean, my, my wife's family loves this book. So <laughs> maybe that's why I feel like I need to stick up for it. But like, and they had a Rottweiler um, uh, at, when, when Chelsea was, was, like, was a kid. So the, the, the first three books are actually to Chelsea from Tess. And oh. so, <laughs> right. So, so obviously if you like, it's, maybe it's not so much a, 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 a you know, a, a book about uh, parenting. It's, it's a book about the dog. I mean, the, the it's the, the, the Carl, like it's ostensibly about Carl taking care of this, this baby, but really the books are all about Carl. Like Madeline doesn't, she's not often named. She doesn't get billing like on the, in the title or on the cover, maybe it's just about how great dogs are. And like, Sure maybe not advisable to like, you know, take, take your kid out of daycare because you, <laughs> because you just brought a Rottweiler home from the pound or something. But like, isn't it great that the, the, you know, the dog and the the baby have such a, such a strong bond.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I think that's great. And I, I think it, it also explains why I don't really get this book. Cause I never had a especially close attachment to any of our dogs um, growing up. So it that, I mean, that's, Unfortunate, but that makes sense that I would miss sort of reading it like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, although, okay, just to push back a little bit, though, it almost seems like the author goes out of the way, though, to make it, to accentuate the idea that, like, mom is deliberately leaving yeah. the kid with the dog. Because there's, there's probably other ways you could have had a little kid go on adventures with a lovable dog that weren't so explicitly... Um, like, does that make sense? Like, it seems like it's yeah. set up that way intentionally.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Especially when it's like, uh, watch the baby Carl instead of just right. like, like <laughs> honestly, in some ways, if it was, if it was just, uh, if there wasn't that first page, if it was just, you open the book and right away, right. you were in the middle of their adventures. Um, it would just, Oh, these are, this is a, a dog and a baby having like a fun adventures. And it's kind of a the dog's obviously has some. The dog is more dexterous than you expect from from, from a, <laughs> even a highly trained dog that's been been to obedience school in terms of like uh, giving a baby a bath and like preparing lunch, you know. But but still, it's this it's this kind of this fun relationship instead of it's bookended by the the mother leaving and then and then returning. Like uh, and also the way that the mother the, 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 she'll say things like, "Oh, hope you guys." Like what? What did she say at the end of like afternoon in the park? She says something like, so "We didn't I, mean
0: I, to be gone so long." We didn't mean to be gone so long. I hope you so three long. didn't get bored.
1: That's right. That's right. You're like, and then and then that's part of the uh, the fun from the child's perspective too. Was like, oh mom, if you even knew what we'd gotten into, right. like, you'd, you'd have a fit. <laughs> or like, like I, I mean, do your how do how do your girls react? Do they kind of giggle when that happens? Like, oh, the mom doesn't even know like the half of it. <laughs> like, yeah, the...
0: yeah, Elena does. She kind of gets it. Um, <laughs> I think Gabrielle is just like she really likes Carl's birthday because at this point, Madeline's definitely a toddler and was sort of her age when Gabriela got interested in the book. So she really resonates with the, you can tell like with the, with Madeline, with the character and them doing all sorts of stuff that's um, maybe they shouldn't be doing, but it's kind of fun and (laughs) and humorous too. Um, So yeah, the girls, I totally get why, why kids love these books. Um, and I think it makes sense in what we were just talking about that it's the framing is intentional. That the it seems to me like the, the author wants some tension in there a little bit, right? The the idea of deliberately she's she writing a book about leaving her kid with a dog as a babysitter on and purpose, then,
1: right? Well, but then also. Maybe I uh, can you think of any instance like or in any panel where there is like a, a very real obvious danger, like they're, you know, they're straying too close to a, like a boiling kettle or I mean, <laughs> like a lot of the things they do were, uh, I mean, maybe I guess the bat, the bath is potentially <laughs> perilous for for, for, a, for an infant <laughs> and, a, and a dog. But, but, but in terms of like, oh no, like the baby's like life was almost in danger like Carl yeah. and the baby really got away with something. That it's like you know, kind of traipsing through a shopping mall. I mean, I, I, mean, I guess
0: Carl has the good uh, sense to use the elevator, not the escalator. <laughs> right. That's right.
1: Yeah. And I guess I mean, th- there's things like they, they the, the, uh, Madeline goes down a laundry chute at one point, and that's mildly perilous. But once again, it's still, it's still kind of like in the, kind of like fun romp, and not like, oh man, there's
0: there's Madeline juggling with knives under
1: <laughs> Carl's careful supervision. <laughs>
0: How about Carl dumping a whole box <laughs> of C sugar into the punch during oh, Carl's birthday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point though. Like, not it. It is. There's probably another bit of intentionality where it's the idea of it is kind of s- strikes our spidey sense as being dangerous, but the the reality of the scenarios are not actually that that dangerous at all.
1: Like your your girls never they're never afraid for the for Carl or Madeline, right? They are never like, oh no, that's no. a that's a tight spot. <laughs>
0: no, well, and that's int- that's something interesting too. That the the both both of my girls, I don't think it's ever struck them it as odd what's happening, which is interesting. Like my wife and I will snicker about it. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: Jack, yeah, Jack doesn't seem to find it odd either. I mean, he and and because there's so much, um, uh, and maybe this will change tomorrow. But because there's there's so they're just the, it's such a visually rich every every page is such a visually rich panorama. Of just objects he can just talk about things in the like you know what's what's this or what's that or what's he doing as opposed to sort of getting a, a sense for the narrative grasp of uh madeline's mother has abandoned her <laughs> like, <laughs> right with,
0: with the dog so yeah and there, there's an interesting um i, I think choosing to format it like this what it's i mean there is a little bit of text and dialogue at the beginning and end of most of the books but it's largely one of those um parents make it up as they go in terms of the narration yeah. it, it's a funny contrast that it's it's a book about parents um sort of losing control of it deliberately like let letting go of control of their kid um and giving it up to a dog but then the the you as a read as a parent and a reader um have to go in and actually like exert more control. Like you have to kind of, oh, create that's interesting. of uh, structure, right?
1: Yeah. So like, while Madeline's mother can sort of, uh, <laughs> take time off, like you, the, the parent, like, uh, you can't, can't, you, you've got to, you've got to really be on point and, and alert to like explain and like to, uh, or, or to, to, to fill, to, you know, to, to provide the dialogue and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and so, yeah. I, hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Um, so this is—we don't have to get uh, too bogged down in this, uh, but because this is a podcast about uh, two dads, <laughs> like, there's not a lot of dads in, uh, in in the Carl books. Yeah, what's the deal with that? What... I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's just that's just the, the the family situation with with you know, Mal, or or or, or 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 what? What do you think? I mean, is it just? Okay, wait. So that, I... is, is that deliberate or?
0: I guess I was surprised. I didn't really consider that maybe that's just the family situation because I guess I always assumed that it was different kids and like different because Madeline looks so different in different. Like in one, in Carl's birthday, she's like blonde and walking and in Carl Goes Shopping, she's um, kind of redheaded and an infant um, and the mom, I guess kind of looks similar but looks pretty i don't know i guess i just i always read it as it's not necessarily the same oh family. interesting
1: so so carl's like this kind of mary poppins figure that just goes
0: where, where, where he's <laughs> exactly everyone else doesn't have this interpretation
1: and i guess and maybe you don't have this book but i just realized i think uh the the carl christmas book in the very beginning there's what appear to be a, a father and mother there that they're like, as usual, like, well, goodbye, goodbye, Carl, we're going to like, grandma's and <laughs> churches or something like that. So they're like, maybe there there are, there are some, you yeah. Know, figures. but yeah, well, yeah if- I, I I I definitely did not pick up on this, maybe being different families. Maybe I just don't have the sort of attention to visual detail that, that you do for these books, but I just always <laughs> right, assumed it was the same, <laughs> same, same semi-neglectful mother in <laughs> and,
0: and, and all of them um i but this is it, it's a common thing though i think in a lot of children's stories and books where well i think about the cat in the hat it's only the mom right or even like um think of toy story the first toy story movie right yeah. it's it's just the mom and it doesn't say that there isn't a dad or other people involved in the family but I, I wonder if it's sort of a maybe it just reduces complexity like it makes it easier on it keeps the narrative more confined like what right. do you it seems like that's kind of an intentional thing it happens so often
1: Right. I mean, and, and to be fair, it's, you know, there's no, there's no dad in the cat in the hat either. It's the, it's the, right. um, it's the same thing. And, uh, we, we don't often talk about movie adaptations, but the movie adaptation of, of cat in the hat, they have to invent this really weird subplot about this guy who's dating the kid's mom played by Alec Baldwin <laughs> and like his relationship with the kids. And similarly with, Uh-oh. with, the uh, like what's, I feel like, have you seen the, the movie adaptation of where the wild things yeah, are? Like there's, right. there's, Mark oh, Ruffalo yeah. is isn't is it what's right. what's his so I it, it, and he's not obviously in but the book so they... in the
0: book there's no male figure right. yeah
1: that's right it's just the mom who sends the kid to that's bed that's interesting you know, so the, the movie
0: adaptations suffer. feel like they have to add in a a male figure yeah when when in so many of these books and stories there's just one yeah. What do you, what do you make of that? I, like, I, have,
1: what, I have no, I, and I, I feel like I could get in the deep water pretty quickly, you know, speculating, right. but <laughs> so I don't, I, I don't know if it, if it's a tip, I mean, to, to normalize it or if it's the idea is that when some of these books are written, you know, it's the, like the, the, the dad's away at work or something, or. They, I, you know
0: I would almost say it's more just a plot device to like the fewer adults there are, the easier it is for the kids to keep their attention on the the kids right the kid and the and the animals
1: right I guess that makes sense and then because then you, in, in terms of the dynamic it, the kids aren't as interested in the dynamic between the adults like yeah. they're not maybe as interested if 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 the father is pulling the mother aside and saying maybe maybe Carl shouldn't be <laughs> honey we talk should about this. <laughs> yeah we we shouldn't be leaving the kid alone you know with uh, you know or, but even but even in the Carl books I mean it's it's not even so much that there's not like a a traditional like father mother thing but I feel like a lot of times there's not any other, there's mm-hmm. only there's only one authority figure. So it's not even like, you know, non-traditional family or, you know, grandmother or something like that. It's just, there's like, you know, one uh, sort of like one representative of like the parental unit. Yeah. Does, that,
0: does that make sense? We got, we got to get an author on and to do an interview and ask about this because the more I think about it, I I kind of feel like it could be a, like an aesthetic choice, like an artistic choice in that it... It makes it easier for a kid to get into the book when there's less parental stuff going on, right? It's easier for them to jump into the the world when there's one, just one, like one adult, and the the they don't take a very prominent role in, like in the Cat in the Hat. It's just the mom's like heels that you ever see, you know? Right. Um. So that that would but, be my guess is that it's 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 in order to kind of keep things, um less distracting for the kid right the reader but what about
1: for the what about for the parent because one of the reasons that we do this podcast is to sort of put, put in a plug for for a, for the parent or the adult reading the book um or mediating it to enjoy it you know or like get something <laughs> out of it as well like is it um is it less is it less interesting as a parent to to not have other no, I, th- I mean I
0: think i think it works no. the same way i think it allows the parent to project themselves into it more oh interesting right it would be harder if there was a more well-defined um parent character in there but you oh, you, I... you can like project yourself in there more because oh, it's so a blank it, slate blank slate yeah okay i could i don't know man i'm I... making this up as i go but <laughs> <laughs> well
1: that's that's very much in the spirit of carl <laughs> you know, you've, got, you've, got to,
0: you've got to have a certain
1: level of improvisation so
0: yeah i don't know uh so yeah, I don't know. I, I I mean, I I do actually enjoy reading the Carl books. We have a fun time with it, and my daughters certainly enjoy it. So I, you know, it is definitely something I will I will keep um, keep reading to the youngsters. Um, yeah,
1: well, that's that's the other thing is that I, I feel like the the, the books that that we've sort of chosen to rant about are overwhelmingly popular books. So they definitely, they're, they're tapping into something. Yeah. There's a reason. (laughs) There's a, there's a reason It's not, it's not happenstance. (laughs) There's the whole Carl series, you know, or that, that Pat the bunny ran through so many, (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, yards of like felt material <laughs> on on the on the
0: production line. But I do think one of these days we will have to get we'll have to do an interview show where we get on you know a panel of five or six really diehard adult Carl fans and kind of pick their brains about what they what they love so much about it. Hey everyone, we hope you enjoyed this episode of A Thousand and One Good Nights. If you want to learn more about this book and other bedtime stories check out our website at 1001goodnights.com. That's 1001goodnights.com. Be sure to sign up for our monthly email newsletter to get updates about upcoming seasons and other new content. Finally, please help us out by rating the show on iTunes. This helps spread the word about the show and get it in front of new listeners each week.